0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
3: This is Monsters Who Murder Serial Killer Confessions.
2: Police found 27 corpses. Australia's
3: worst serial killer. Even though know, I didn't want to get in the car, but I had
4: to. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Guess who's back?
5: Back again. Robbie's back. I brought a friend. She's the serial killer Whisper- I lost it there. Hello, Amanda Howard. <laughs>
0: Hello, Robert. It's good to see you in such a fantastic mood, and you even started a new job this week, so it must be doing wonderful. I started the job
5: two weeks ago, and this week was our first week on air, and it's been a huge week, which is why there's been a delay getting this next episode out. Thank you for your patience, as always, Team MWM fans, because we appreciate your patience. There has been some big news to talk about, which we'll get to in a moment. But Fidel Lopez is who we're speaking about in this profile, Amanda.
0: Yes, we are. And this is a case that sort of even made me a bit uh, cringy. It's it's a bit scary. It's a bit horrible. But uh, we, we get our man in this one, that's for sure.
5: Uh oh, spoiler alert but I think it's good to know that as well because we've seen different things happen and Amanda promised me a confession so uh I'm looking forward to that one <laughs>
0: Yep, you asked, I, I offered, so yes. we've got a good one this week.
5: And then she brought a confession as well. Anyway, it's time to <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get into the big news of the week because there has been some very big news, with a team claiming the Zodiac Killer has finally been identified. 40 law enforcement journalists, investigators, and military intelligence officers have released the findings of their investigation as
1: KTVU Fox 2 News reports. Another man now identified as the infamous Zodiac killer. We have uh, six people that he told towards his last years that he was the Zodiac. Tom Colbert is part of a group called the Case Breakers. He says a task force that includes former FBI agents believes Gary Francis Post is the Zodiac. Post died in 2018. Over the years, many other men have been ID'd as the killer. Hey, everybody has a theory. That's fine. We have evidence that is out the kazoo. It's amazing. I mean, we have tons of evidence. Among that evidence, they say, a shoe-size match, court affidavits from witnesses. The Zodiac was tied to at least five killings in the 1960s, including one at Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo and others in San Francisco. The group believes Post wrote the coded messages that taunted law enforcement. One tantalizing clue? The killer claimed his name would be hidden in the symbols. His name is Post. He ended it with the stamp. And they couldn't figure out his last name. He cleverly used the postmarkings as Gary Francis Stamp. Post. The group says Post had scars on his forehead from a car crash that matched scars on a sketch of the Zodiac.
2: That is irrefutable.
1: That is a mark that's the same. It's on him all the way to his death at 80 years old. Who are we to say yay or nay? San Francisco Chronicle reporter Kevin Fagan's been covering the Zodiac case for years. He says he's not so sure Post is the right guy. You know, I got an email two weeks ago saying that uh, they found Herb Kane's name in the anagram. So Herb Kane must be the Zodiac. Uh, Before that, it was Charlie Manson. Back in December, the FBI confirmed that a Zodiac cipher had been cracked by codebreakers. His message said, in part, I hope you're having lots of fun and trying to catch me, and I'm not afraid of the gas chamber.
5: Oh, Amanda, you were very excited when this news came through. It's been a couple of days now. How excited are you now? Has it dissipated? You've been waiting a long time. You've been following this case for decades. What are your thoughts?
0: Uh, I am really, really hopeful. I know that it is only days away. I am sure that it's going to happen, regardless if it's post or not. We're still waiting to see. And as I said, they've got tons of uh, evidence, but we need to see that evidence tested and proven one way or the other. But a lot of the people that are naysayers in this also have their own theories, their own books, and their own suspects. So it's very hard to to take them at their word uh, when when they're saying that you know this person is in all that person is, you know, the fact that Charles Manson's been mentioned, I mean, Charlie's been brought up in so many things, it's not funny. But it's just one of these cases that after the breaking of the code and after the genealogy that caught uh, the Golden State killer, Zodiac is next. And if this is it and this is a guy who hasn't even been linked for, to it for any years and until the last few years, it's interesting to see how they're going to slot that in because now there is the issue of them trying to get the evidence to to fit their suspect rather than the other way around.
5: Um, look, I know that you know, we had that journalist in there pouring cold water on this saying, well, this isn't in there. The the evidence here is a little bit different to just finding random names in the code or anagrams and stuff like that. When you look at the composite photo of the uh, Zodiac killer and this guy, uh, you can see a resemblance and they're talking about the scar marks in his forehead. Um, I also note the police have come and said no. Well, of course they have because they couldn't find this guy for decades. So anyone pouring cold water, unless there is concrete proof, I'm in the camp of this could be the guy.
0: Absolutely, and, and I'm in in the same place because it's not like this is just someone sitting behind their camera like they did with Don't Fuck With Cats. This is investigators. These are FBI agents. These are people who know their stuff, and if they hadn't dotted all of their I's and crossed all of their T's, they wouldn't have uh, produced it just mm. yet because they've been working on this for not just today. This has been years of work. So it's interesting to see how it will come out when the, uh, when the code was broken last year, the the FBI said, no, I don't know what you're talking about for about a week before they finally said, yep, we've tested it and it works (laughs) and it's kosher. So now, you know, I think that's what we're going to see happen again.
5: Oh, well, we don't know what you're talking about. The code's been broken. Yeah, because you get all these resources and you haven't broken it. Well done, FBI. Um, That's why whenever we're (laughs) in situations like this, I get very sceptical of the official narrative from investigators. There's a team of 40 people. They're putting their reputation on the line, they've got form, haven't they? Because this isn't this isn't the first case they've tackled.
0: No, they've tackled a few others, including D.B. Cooper, which was a big case, um, but people sort of uh, dismissed their, their proof there too. So um, what they had was actually quite compelling there. Um, they had a guy who was um, ex-Navy like SEAL or, or something as their suspect. But, you know, no one is coming forward in the official capacity saying, yep, th- this is the guy. So this is why there is these delays and people just go, oh, well, this is just the next suspect. But, you know, people are, you know, Know, uh, uh, coming up about, you know, people like Arthur Lee Allen and, and people like that and saying no, it's still him, but he was discredited as a suspect because the DNA didn't match him. So, and mm. so then people try and made that narrative fit saying, well, then he didn't lick his own stamps, you know. So it's it's a lot to go through, but I think if they have the DNA to test, which apparently as we know, after the Golden State Killer, the Zodiac team said that they were actually handing over the DNA to the genealogy people to see what they could do with it. So if they're doing that, then we might get the family tree and they might sort of get it down like like they did with GSK. So I think... I'm I'm hopeful, but I always am because I love to see that these cases solved. We're not going to see a confession or anything like that because uh, Post has passed away. But if this is the guy, I think we're going to learn a lot more and find out about a lot of cases, especially when uh, Zodiac claimed to have killed 38 people.
5: Yeah. And it's only five confirmed, isn't it, through investigators, but um, the, the number could be much bigger. And look, we've covered the Zodiac killer many times throughout this podcast, and you can find those episodes through the archived Patreon feed by going to patreon.com slash confession. All right. A notorious killer who had evaded French police for 35 years has turned out to be a retired police officer. Franco Verov confessed to his crimes in a suicide note written before he took his own life. DNA taken since his confession has confirmed he was the serial killer known as La Grelle, meaning the pockmarked man. Amanda, tell me more about this killer.
0: Well, as you said, he, he is a police officer and um, he had actually been uh, attacking people for many, many years. He killed um, a man and, and his au pair. He killed uh, a, a young girl he's a major suspect in, and there has been a few other victims. Now, most of these victims are being tortured. Others are being sexually assaulted and, and brutalised. So uh, he was certainly a nasty man, and apparently he was actually using his police ID to actually uh, – um, basically arrest these people and abduct them however some of them did escape and so they were saying this man is showing a real police id and so they sort of come to a point that they knew that they were looking at one of their own
5: which indeed they were and it was interesting that they went and got dna from i think it was something like 750 police officers he was due to give his dna but failed to do turn up and do that and they didn't chase it up but the thing that got me is when you look at that photo with him and his granddaughter, you see someone who looks like a gentleman, and there, bubbling away under the surface, was a monster.
0: And that's what we talk about a lot on this is because we have these people who look normal. This is how they get away with it. If they look like a monster, no one's going to go with them. If a police officer hands over his ID and says, come with me, and you have no reason to go with them, you're not going to go if, if they're aggressive or, or, or scary. But if they're going, yes, can you come with me? I just got to get you to answer a couple of questions. Well, of course, they're going to go. And this is how they're able to get their victims. People aren't going to go with the monster. They're going to go with the man.
5: Mm, Couldn't agree more. Well, you know what? There's so much more to Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. When you see the video version of this show, we put a lot of overlay in, we put pictures of the suspects and of the people we're talking about, especially through our news section. So there's so much more to experience by going to mwm.uscreen.io. For as little as $15 $15 a month or $5 per episode, you can get the vast array of episodes that we've produced since our last season to bring you a video version of the podcast. But, of course, you can always subscribe through Patreon by going to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions. For $5 a month, you get our full back catalogue. For $10 a month, you get that plus bonus episodes plus the secret Facebook feed for Patreon-only subscribers subscribers. $20 will get you all of that and a monthly video call with Amanda and myself and a group of others as we all come together to talk just about anything. It's not always just true crime. Then for $25 you get all of that plus access to the video feed. And $50 patrons get a one-on-one video call with Amanda each month. Now please re- be reminded that those figures are in US dollars, so you your local currency might be a bit more just go to patreon.com slash mwm confessions to access everything from our back catalog all right in a moment we are doing the psychological profile on fidel lopez you're watching or listening to monsters who murder serial killer confessions
1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions.
2: Police found 27 corpses. Australia's worst serial killer.
3: Even though know, I didn't want to get in the car, I had to. With Amanda Howard
5: and Robert McKnight. Well, there are a few cases that really bring that sense of horror, as our case today does. At 3.39am on September 20, 2015, 24-year-old Fidel Lopez called 911 from his Miami apartment asking for help for his partner, 31-year-old Maria Nemeth, whom she said he had found unconscious. Here is that call. Now, the quality is quite poor, but take a listen.
3: 911, what is your emergency? Hello? 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 Man, my girlfriend's fucking in the bathroom. She's gonna breathe. Like, I'm here, like, oh my god, she's gonna breathe, man, man. Come on. I can not understand going She was cranky, like, I don't know. I don't know when she went to the bathroom. or when I went there, she was, it was full and everything. Like, I don't know, man. She's not breathing. i mean, like, like this fucking chest is going to man. Come on, shut okay, the fuck up. I'm right now, man. I don't know. I just right here, man. I just moved right here. Man. I do right the fuck i Let's so we can get her from there. Uh, come on. were the address on it so we can
5: I know that was a little difficult to hear lopez claimed maria had gone to the bathroom as she was having trouble breathing and though the dispatcher asked for the address multiple times lopez continued to explain how innocent the scene was yet when the paramedics and police arrived what they found was something unimaginable lopez was kneeling over the body of maria he was shaking her begging for her to wake up but maria was dead she had died from the massive trauma and blood loss that Lopez had inflicted on her, including evisceration. Throughout the apartment were pieces of Maria's internal organs. What had actually transpired was unthinkable. Maria, who had only recently separated from her husband, had called out his name during sex with Lopez. The mistake sent Lopez into a murderous frenzy. He smashed up the apartment and disemboweled his girlfriend. Though at the time he confessed to not knowing what had happened, Lopez was arrested and was interrogated as police tried to piece together what had transpired over the previous few hours. Amanda, this is interesting because we've seen in the past in the 911 calls that someone who is guilty of doing something does not listen to the questions being asked. They want to get their narrative out and get it on the record what their version of events is despite any other question being asked of them.
0: Yeah, that's true, Robert. Because uh, because they they need to start the story, and so they start it from the very very beginning. Because they aren't going to say, "Oh my God, my my girlfriend's bleeding and she's having trouble breathing on the floor. Can someone come and help?" That's what a normal person will say. But when someone has something to hide, well, they start talking. And you know, though he wasn't familiar with his address because they would only just moved in. I mean, you, you could have bashed on the door next door and asked them. You know, this was an apartment complex. But he is deciding. No, oh, you know, no, she was just having trouble breathing and, and she was feeling sick and, and I was outside the bathroom. I had nothing to do with this. And so mm. this is what he's doing. He's already building what he's going to say and no doubt as soon as the ambulance or paramedics opened that front door, he would have started again with that same story saying, this is what happened, not what you're actually about to see. So he he's going in with the I'm innocent and this is I can't explain how this sort of happened kind of thing, which is bizarre in this case.
5: Well Amanda especially when you see we just saw some pictures of the scene what police found (laughs) this is I I mean you've got organs everywhere there's blood on walls there's holes in the walls Uh, there is no way this woman wasn't attacked she didn't just fall over and lose parts of her body this was a full-on brutal murder.
0: Yeah, this was a slaughter. I mean, the, mm. the apartment looks like a slaughterhouse by the end because the blood is everywhere. You know, there is is only, I think, seven litres of blood in the human body and there was about five of that on the walls and the floors and wow. in the bathrooms and everything. She lost a lot of blood.
5: Wow. All right. We're going to skip over the formalities of the interview and go directly into the questioning with Detective Christopher Piper and Detective White. And Lopez actually says he is there to answer questions because he wants to understand why his girlfriend is dead
4: to the liquor store, to ABC, right in front of uh, the Starbucks mall at this side. uh, Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. And then we buy a bottle of 1800 something like that okay I I, I never drink that before so that's tequila yeah it's tequila it's tequila so all right we bought that we went to the house around what time did you get back to the house I mean you uh, you so it, it wasn't like not far away from It was not even 10 o'clock, I believe, so. So before 10? Yeah, I think so. Okay, before 10. Before 10. Anybody at the house when you get back? No, sir. All right. No one lives with you, just you two live there together? Just me to have anybody over, no one visiting? No, nobody, nobody. Nobody. Um, All right, so tell me about the night from when you get back to the house. Tell me what happened. Okay, okay. Um, we get to the house. She was already, like, kind of tipsy from the margaritas and chilies. Um, you know, we start to drink. Uh, we put like two cor- cardboard, uh, you know, boxes on the floor. We put the lime on top, and you know, because we don't have furniture, so we're about to buy. Now when to get paid, we're about to buy furniture, TV, the, the TV, and things like that. You know? Okay. And so we put the two boxes on the floor in the on li- the dinner room. And then we start drinking, and talking, and listening music. And, you know, we have a lot of shock of tequila. Then, you know, in my, in my position, me, I can handle it. You know, I can handle drinks. Because some, you know, sometimes, you know, you got a little crazy, and she was, she was a lot crazy. And so she was asking me for stuff that she never asked me for, for that before. So.
5: Well, starting innocent enough, they go out for dinner, have a few drinks, grab some tequila, and head home. Uh, unbelievable to think it led to this.
0: Yeah, but he's already setting up some red flags. So he's saying uh, that he can handle his alcohol, though he's never had tequila before. You know, he's he's mm. trying to decrease the blame that he can have. You know, but but Piper's asking things like, was there someone in the house? You know, were were they basically attacked by someone and things like this? And so he's saying, you know, um, I was I was a little tipsy. So he's currently saying that the alcohol wasn't affecting him as much which is important to note but he's then saying oh that she asked for some kink and it's not stuff that they'd done before and so it was sort of a a bit weird for him and he says then that she got crazy so instantly again he's putting the blame on Mm. her of how things went that night and that you know i just had a couple of shots of tequila i was i was fine i can handle alcohol i don't usually drink tequila but you know i'm fine
5: Okay, gotcha. Well, Lopez continues talking about things Maria was allegedly asking him to do to her.
4: You know, the thing with the arm and Shalada, like and you know, I never done that shit with nobody, especially with her. So, uh, so what, explain what what kind of stuff was she asking? What do you mean with the open? I mean, it's, first she she start talking like uh, something that like, you know, like I was so uncomfortable with, it, you know, like oh, uh, one day I want you I want you to put a bottle on my food, you know. Sorry, right, I'm just talking right now with you guys. Yeah, yeah. you no, know? I want you to t- be you open, open respect a- her and absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're, not dis- you're not disrespecting
2: her. You're just telling us what she told you, yeah. what she what she wanted you to do. You know, and, it's not disres- Not
4: disrespectful uh, you know i'm a man i'm i'm her man so whatever she asks me i'll do it okay you know whatever it is i don't care what it is even if she want me to put my hand in her pussy i'll put it okay i'll put it So she was telling me that, and then I don't don't remember really uh, if I did it with the bottle too, or if I, no, because I really, I was really, 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 what what kind of of bottle are you talking about? Uh, uh, It's a beer bottle. A beer bottle? Okay. All right.
5: Okay, so he's saying that he put a beer bottle and his penis in her.
0: Yeah, and he's saying that this is what she asked for him to do, and we can see that when he's, he's talking, he's doing, like, a lot of, like, shrugging and, and, and hands open, like, you know, yeah, this happened kind of thing, you know, big deal, you know, it's, it's just something that she asked for. I complied because that's what she had wanted because now he's saying that what had happened to her is consensual, and so what he did was what she was asking for. So, again, he's sort of setting up this narrative that he has, you know, but the two officers, and we can't really see why, because he's sitting mm. way back in, in in the back of the room that we just see his head a couple of times but Piper's just sort of sitting there saying okay what he's saying doesn't match so he's seeing his baseline of how he's going to lie and the way he's lying is by dismissing it by saying she asked for a beer bottle in in her vagina so that's what I did you know Which? anything I'm, I'm her, her man yep well, that's fine,
5: right? That's fine. The sexual act, whatever between two people, yeah. does not lead to this kind of <sighs> scene that we've seen in those pictures we showed earlier. When you see a scene like the blood on those walls we've just witnessed, or the disembowelment of a person, or you know, uh, I see where he's trying to do it and minimalize it. Like, oh, she asked me to put a beer in a but You know, like I. I get what he's trying to do. Nothing he did was a big deal and that it was consensual, but it's a long way from a beer bottle to what has actually happened.
0: It is, and it's it's just crazy how he is trying to make this story fit, you know, and he, he was saying that he could handle his alcohol and now he's starting to say, oh, I don't quite remember, this is what we were doing, and then suddenly she's dead in the bathroom. He's trying to um, forget what has happened between it because he's sort of, you know, saying, well, maybe that's, that's what did. So he's trying to say that, yeah, it was him and no one else, but that it was something that she was asking for him to do and, and, you know, whoops.
5: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Piper wants to know more trying to lead Lopez to how that act led to her death.
4: So, she, what, what, did, so what did that happen? I know she was asking you to do these things. Yeah, she happened? was asking me all the stuff, and, uh, you know, I was starting feeling, like, uncomfortable, like, you know, because she never asked for that. And I know she was tipsy. But um, when we were doing stuff and other things, uh, she told me she wanted to throw up to get out of the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So I get out of the bathroom. And uh, you know, I was outside, I was a smoking a cigarette. I don't remember if it, the door was already break or something. I really don't know. I know I break it because she, she, she is not strong enough to break it. What door are we talking about? The, the, the glass door. I, 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 I just remember it. I see glass on the floor, man. I really don't remember when I break it or why I break it. You know, to be honest with you, I really don't, don't remember. Okay. The only thing I remember clearly is that I went to the bathroom and she was like you not know, breathing. She was like like this and then I was when I call nine one one. And where where was she? In she was like the between the toilet and the and the the, the shower thing, I like, just I mean like, and I thought she was throwing in the in the shower. I mean, but uh, you know she wasn't. I mean, you thought she was throwing up. I thought she was throwing up, but you know I don't hear anyway. So I'm not the girl. She in and I'm getting straight today. She wasn't breathing. Uh, you know, she was she was constant. She was talking to me. Yeah. You know, but you know, one moment I guess, so so.
5: Nervous and scared, and then I get the phone and call one. Okay, so now he's added another piece to the puzzle: the smashed door.
0: Yeah, so he has absolutely completely smashed a sliding glass door to pieces. It is a crumbled mess on the floor, and they're not they're not easy to smash. I know I've slammed a few of those in my life, and they've never smashed. So <laughs> the the rage that that um created that that scenario is quite horrific. But we're seeing the Piper's just sitting there, just letting him, him talk. We've mm. seen other officers do this, and they're calling bullshit the whole time. Piper's is just going okay and you know it's too early to do that right
5: it's too early to call bullshit because (laughs) you want him to speak and not get defensive he's not defensive at the moment he's just talking i think he actually thinks he's going to talk his way out of this
0: absolutely and when he is having trouble and he's not sure if the police are believing him that's when he says oh i don't know what the, the these words are in english and yet that 911 call there was no struggling with mm. language. Now he is um, from. I am going to say Mexico, but I can might be wrong here. So English is his second language, and we that that's not in doubt. But it seems to he uses that as a language barrier only when things get tough. Yes. But Piper's just you know, yep. Just next question, next question. It's quite good.
5: Mm. Well, Piper continues to let Lopez speak, but he is now starting to poke holes in the story consistency and why. Pipes in too.
4: Because she was getting worse and worse, and you know, I don't know. Who's, and, and whose phone did you use to call my wife? The the the, the y phone. I mean, I don't remember what I from. You were listen listening music with the phone and the Bluetooth. Okay. All right, but I really don't 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 remember where I grabbed the phone from. I call 911, and then and then when I was gonna call 911 again, I didn't find the phone. I don't remember if it should take it or if should throw it or something. What I remember is that I put a battery in the phone, the battery. Yeah, the battery in the phone. I don't remember where really where I find it, but I put the battery in the phone. And I call 911 again. But when before I call, I went outside and I see you guys. So it's when I tell the police officers or whatever were there, like to come up. It's right here. Now when you called nine one one, was she was she still breathing? No, man, she wasn't. She wasn't breathing. She wasn't. I was trying to give her CPR, man. I, I remember I was kissing her and put some air in. As stomach was like, opening down man. She wasn't breathing. I, mean, I don't know when somebody is dead or not because I never checked the body before. Okay. I you mean, said um, when you first went into the bathroom and you saw her, she was breathing. She was breathing. She was conscious. All right. She was. Uh, <laughs> And, and that's what I call nine one one. And where was she in the bathroom again? She was like be, uh, in the toilet, be, between the toilet and the and the, and the shower. The the. the okay. The
2: is thing. is it a is it a shower or a bathtub? Uh, yeah, the a bathtub. So
4: it's not just
2: like, a, like a like a jacuzzi. Like, okay. You no. Know. So it's not a, just a stand up shower. No. You want to no, take no. a bath? You can take a bath in
4: it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know how to say that. No, no, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Is okay. that like a, was she in the tub? No. I was, I was trying to put her there, but I couldn't lift her up. I, mean, I was strong. And I don't want her to hit her head or hit something or something. You right, know? right, sure. You know? And, and but the last thing I do is just put some cold water on her face. I open the shower. Okay. I put some cold water on her face to see if she reacts. And I'll start, hey, baby, you okay? Baby, you okay? I start screaming like a motherfucker and nobody here.
5: So he said she was breathing but then said she was dead but then said she was breathing and now he's moving her to, sh- to the shower to splash water in her
0: face. Yeah, so what Piper and White are doing there uh, is that they're actually making him extend that timeline. Mm. So he came in with a very specific story. She was breathing funny, so I called 911. Now it's like I was doing CPR. I had to put the battery into the phone. Uh, she was breathing. I had to get her into the shower. I didn't want her to bump her head. So he's adding these little bits into it because they're saying, you know, so you found her like that and you rung 911 because that's not that timeline you know this has taken an extended period of time to occur so they're wanting him to fill in gaps but he doesn't want to so now he's 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 starting to fall over himself because he's saying that he only rung 911 when she stopped breathing so you know which one is it so the lies are starting to trickle through
5: but what's interesting it's not confrontational you know, they're no. getting the information out of him just by follow. it just sounds like they're following up on what he's saying. At no point yet have they gone down this path of you're a liar. So it's very, very interesting. Then White continues to push Lopez and Lopez continues to add to the narrative
4: neighbors might be here might be hearing me scream okay i was screaming for for help right is that um, what you were screaming is help yeah i was screaming for help man screaming anything else no man I was just, why you do this to me baby wake up baby help help help! Right. you know because i don't know the address
5: uh, baby why do you do this to me another bad accent alert um this is his girlfriend of 14 months. She is dead on the floor, and his immediate thought is, why do you do this to me? The victim is causing problems for him.
0: Exactly, And that's what we're seeing. This isn't about saving her. It's about saving himself. This is about self-preservation. So the fact that he actually says it, that's what he was screaming at her, like not like, oh, my God, baby, wake up, you know, or sorry, I did this to you, or, oh, my God, I can't believe this has happened. None of that. It is look what you've done to me, you know. How dare you die from disembowelment when, you know, You've just screwed my life up. You know, it's absolutely Mm. disgusting that this is what he's saying as his response to his his girlfriend dead on the floor.
5: Now, what we see here is classic investigation. Lopez has concluded his story, but now Piper wants him to go over it again in a little bit more detail. So, Lopez goes through the sex acts again and again minimises his intent. Now, this is a tactic we've seen before and how it can bring someone undone. Amanda's spoken about this a lot of times. You just have to think about Jennifer Pan at the end of last season. But Lopez continues to leave out parts of the story. So, Piper starts asking for specific. Specifics.
4: Tell me about the argument. Tell me about any issue, the argument when you got home tonight. Uh, when we got home tonight, yeah. Once you got home and in the apartment, talk about that. Like, what, what was the? What were you guys arguing about? No, but I mean, we, we were just talking, and she was just telling me that thing. That one day I wanted to put bottle, and you know, I was feeling a little low, man, because. Um, you know, and maybe I think that I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not make her like, maker like not so far. exactly, which is not true, because I'm not a maker-satisfied, but, you know, I know she was drunk, mm-hmm. sometimes when somebody's drunk says the truth, and we start arguing, but after, hey, baby, come on, this, uh, you know, let's not fuck up this night tonight, yeah. we're going to be okay, then we we'll listen to music, man, we just drinking and drinking, chatting. We were drinking two little cups like this, Chucks and chocks and chucks. I, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't remember when the the glass broke or something like that, man. I really don't remember. So I know it's broke the, because I know I see glass in the floor. I understand. And from, so the um, argument was she was. You were kind of upset she was talking about your manhood. She, you thought that maybe. No, no, not she really. Was... I, you know, I, was, I wasn't upset at all. I mean, I just feel, feel a little like down, but not upset because, you know, I know she was wrong and tipsy or whatever, and I was doing the same.
5: Well, talk about a masterclass from Lopez how to answer a question without actually answering the question.
0: Yeah, so, you know, he was all over the place there. And this is classic deflection. So he sort of says, Oh, you know, we were just talking about stuff. And, you know, I was feeling a little low. So again, he's decreasing his, his, um, his, his part in all of this, you know, and even Piper says, that what she was, you know, taking the piss out of, out of your manhood, and I don't think mm. Lopez understood what that actually meant. Um, but he's like, yeah, no, just, you know, we were talking, we were doing shots, and but it doesn't answer the question. He does not say what they were having an argument about, and this argument was loud and violent that the rest of the apartment complex hurt. So mm. they have this info, but, you know, Lopez, you know, he just went right the way around the world and did not answer the question. Even when they offered him scenarios, he, he's, he still just, just went beyond the question.
5: Well, this next clip, he says something that makes Piper more interested, and the floodgates are about to be opened.
4: Before when we drink, I'm always, you know, not the violence we heard. But uh, you know, I have to uh, my violence. After it was something else—the wall, the car, or something. Okay. You know, I'm that I'm that kind of person. You know, not not just we her, Just and not drunk, sober. Even when I'm sober, the same person. Never hit her. Never touch her. about the broken glass? Is there other things that you hit or broke tonight? You know, in my mind comes uh, the computer, comes the laptop. I, I believe is, I see the laptop somewhere on the floor. Like, like you know, the laptop is, uh, you know, the the, the, the cable is uh, plug and unplugging, you know? Okay. I see it on the floor somewhere. I don't know if I throw it or just go to the floor. What about doors or anything like that? There's some damage to the doors. I don't remember, man. Walls. Was there any damage in that house prior to tonight? No, in the house there was no no damage at all. The house was completely uh, restored. Like everything was clean and up. in order. No holes in the walls, no broken. No holes in the wall. If you see holes in the wall, then I did that. Okay
5: so he's now confessed to smashing up the house have a look at these photos because the crime scene photos show the sliding glass door was smashed there were holes punched in a number of walls we've shown some of those photos before but Amanda when you see that it's a violent scene
0: it is, and it's a violent, prolonged scene. So this isn't just, oh, I went smash, smash and, and and punched a wall and calmed down. Every single wall is smashed and there's blood everywhere. The sliding glass door, as uh, as we just saw, was smashed to smithereens, you know, and he's saying, oh, I might have thrown the laptop because it was unplugged from the wall. You know, he's, he's making these tiny, minute details, you know, mm. but they're knowing that everything that has, has happened has taken a long, Time to occur, and with the blood, and you know, and so they are even checking, you know, whether any you know smashed walls before you guys moved in, because they'd only been in this apartment for a month, so you know, it's it was just you know a brand new refurbished apartment, so they're even checking that just in case these were smashed already before they'd moved in, you know. But he's saying no, and I did that. So any any damage you find, I did that, but yet he's still negating anything that happened to Maria.
5: Yeah. And then the two detectives get to the bottom of the violence.
4: And, and why did you do it? Yeah, you know, that's the problem. I don't know why. But we were drinking and I don't know why. That's, that's the problem. I'm trying to make up in my mind why did I do that. Mm-hmm. When I do that, it's because I'm pissed, you okay. know? But I don't know what makes me pissed. But... Maybe she was talking about
5: her her ex uh, husband or something, uh, something like that. Because okay. we, we, that makes I sense. Know. Ah, so she, so he vaguely mentions that she might have mentioned her ex husband. We're starting to get to it. Drips of information are coming out, Amanda.
0: We are. And Piper even sort of um encourages this line of questioning because when he says, you know, I might have got angry because she may have mentioned her ex-husband, Piper says, well, that makes sense. You know, like, that, that's, that could be a very typical reason to have a fight with someone when they're talking about their ex. They're not the first people to have a fight about that and they're certainly not going to be the last. But now we're getting to a motive. So if is her saying, you know, oh my stupid ex didn't pay me this month or something, who knows, was that enough? So they need to know in what context this is said. But you know, Lopez is feeling okay about this sort of questioning because he th- believes that they just think that, you know, he got angry, smashed up the place and so Suddenly she somehow died, but it had nothing to do with him. Maybe it was to do with a sex act with a glass bottle, you know, but the approval that he got from Piper just then was enough to sort of set that seed for him to realise that the story that he's giving is good and that this is part of the story that he's going to be okay telling in a bit more detail as it continues.
5: Mm. Well, Lopez then makes another statement that proves everything he is saying is a
2: lie.
4: Normally, when you break a glass, you cut at least a little bit in your, your hands. Yeah. And I don't know if I did it with something or use something. I know I don't use her. That's for sure. You don't wet her? Know. I don't use her to break the glass, man. Wow. Oh. I, I never hit no woman. Not in my life, man. I don't do you never. remember, do you, did you, during your argument or into when you were upset tonight, do you remember punching her? No, man. With her or anything no. like that? No, man. Okay. Have you ever punched her, hit her, struck her mm-hmm. in
5: no. the past? No. Nothing physical? Nothing. Nothing. We just arguing. that's it. I've gotta say he's doing a good job of making this easy on the police. He even admits he somehow broke the glass, but he doesn't have any cuts. So in all likelihood he threw her through that door, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what's, what's happened is that th- this glass has been broken by something other than his fist. So we know that there is basically um, head-sized holes in the wall. The smashed glass is like completely obliterated and, sh- and he has no cuts and he even admits to that. But he's saying at the same time, oh, yeah, but I don't hit a woman. There's no way I would have done this to her and everything. I don't know how he thinks that he can get through this, that somehow a wild animal got into the house and smashed it up and, and, and killed her. You know, Mm -hmm. it's amazing that he is happy to say that he did some of these things, but also by him saying that he smashed the glass, not that he threw her through it. That is how he's trying to say, well, you know, I did that and that wasn't part of her, her harm. So, but they know now that, you know, in all likelihood, she got thrown through yeah. it and that's how it got smashed.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Detective White wants to nail down the timeline and Lopez's response, you have a look, it makes no sense.
2: Okay, I did it. My question is this. You said it was last night, because before last night there was no problems, no broken glass, no, no holes. Was it before or after you guys started being, being sexual?
4: Uh, for me, it was right... right. I uh, what you say? Before we have sex. Before we have sex is when everything happened. With the door broke, it breaks. When one thing is break, everything else is gonna be break. I know they're mad because of something. Right. Then we say hey, I'm sorry Rana,
5: and we start make up of sets or whatever we did. Okay, so he smashed the house up and then they have makeup sex. So It's a pretty violent environment, really.
0: Yeah, it is, and it's it's quite strange that he thinks that that sounds absolutely... um credible because you know this is a massive amount of damage you know it's not like oh you said your husband's not na- your ex-husband's name and then I punched a wall and you said sorry and I said sorry and we got down on the floor and got dirty you know th- this is further than that this is something that took a long time to occur but he's just saying that you know even though he's drunk and he can't remember anything and he's fine with alcohol and it doesn't make him drunk he can remember that they were happy families and they were drinking tequila and then she's in the bathroom and she's bleeding out not that he even recalls that part yet but he mm. as she's poorly breathing but in that he knows that they made up can't remember what the fight's about but he knows they made up because then they had sex straight afterwards so you know it's just amazing how he's putting these pieces in but it's not making sense because of all of these gaps and it's amazing that he remembers the okay things that that are happening but he's not remembering any of the bad things
5: mm. Well, then Lopez again extends the story, and it goes from the ridiculous to the sublime.
4: So you, you guys are drinking, you have an argument, and everything, you 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 get mad and start breaking everything. Yeah. I believe that's what happened, but I don't remember why I got mad you remember for. Them, what you remember making up? Like... Yeah, we just we, we you know we talk and we, we, we have sets. I mean, if, we, if it's not, we don't have sets. Trust me, man. So my my thing is is if you remember kind of making up and having sex, what was the argument about? What what got you so enraged that you destroyed what the house? I don't remember, man. You know, I know we had the sets. I know we, I did the, those dirty things, and I know this because I never did this before. And it's the shit. That shit is in my mind right now. Were you talking about? Sex before the argument? Oh what? Uh? You said that she was asking you to do certain things. Was that before the argument or after? The- yeah, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was way before. Uh, that we were just drinking and she was like God on the moon. She was, you know, telling me not, not telling me to do it today, which is telling me one day I want you to do this. Uh, you know. Uh, okay, I, you know I don't didn't pay attention to that. I know I get mad because of something. It wasn't because of that. It's something else. It was something else. I know I break everything. I know I, I did it. If you see you see holes in the, in the wall and shit, and that, I did that. She she did it. I did that. I break the door. If everything is broken inside. I did it. <laughs>
5: okay so he admits to the damage but why do they want to know if it happened before or after
0: well they know that uh the damage that has occurred to her is um is sexual in nature so She's had pieces torn out of her through her vagina. So they want to know if this is rough sex gone wrong, which is what Lopez is trying to say is happening, or if this is like a revenge fuck kind of thing. Like is, is, is he um, jamming bottles in and everything to say, yeah, this is what you're like, you know, you're a slut, you're a whore and doing all of that. Right. That's what they're kind of thinking. Going to happen is that he is mad and angry, and that he does this um, brutal sex act on her, which caused these injuries. Rather than it was kiss and make and suddenly she's on the floor and not breathing. So they're trying to work out where the where this damage occurred because they know it's linked to the sex act somehow.
5: Okay, both officers then bring Lopez back to his story about the beer bottle, and I have to warn you from here on in, it gets very graphic.
4: You know, I, I do whatever she want me to do. the put the bottle, it was a small bottle. I believe it was like beer bottle or something that she was drinking too. She was drinking the tequila and the beer. Okay. What kind of beer were you drinking? Uh, Coast light or green light, something like that, man. Something. I don't, I really don't. So um, I know I have a blue moon inside of the fridge, but I don't know if it's that one, the one she would drink, or uh, made lights light or so, something like that. Okay. So the bottle, the beer bottle, you put the beer bottle inside of her? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. That was first that I put my arm. Before or after? Yeah, that, that was before I put my arm. Okay. That one I put the beer bottle, and then she told me I put your arm. Did anything else between the beer bottle and your arm? I know that I remember right now. I mean, how did you put the beer bottle in? Put it
2: in. I mean, but how? Just did you put the part that you drink out of. You put that in, and you put the bottom
4: in. I mean, what did you put in? I really, don't remember, man. I mean, like I just put the bottle. I know. So you used remember? The bottle. Do you remember taking the beer bottle out? Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, okay. uh-huh. I ain't gonna leave it there, man i take them out i take them out did you put the whole beer bottle in yeah I, the I whole did. bottle Just was asking for it man you know i did it okay I did it. all right and then then beer bottle then what's next the, i think i use my degree between the where beer, beer bottle? I didn't care at all because it really uh, there was blood. Once I, you know, with the beer bottle, it was blood, man. I mean, I hate blood. So the the beer bottle caused her to bleed? I think so. Did the beer bottle break? No, no. Not that, not that I know. It didn't break at all.
2: I that I know. I mean, do you remember? Was there any sharp? Was there any? Mm-hmm. You know, if it if a piece of it broke, it's a glass bottle. Yeah, it's a glass bottle. I'm, I'm asking, is it? Yeah, yeah you're asking. Me. But it, it, so if it wasn't cracked, it shouldn't
4: be sharp, right? Shouldn't be what? It shouldn't be sharp, like it will cut you. If it's not broken, it I shouldn't know, be sharp. It shouldn't be cold. Right. But remember, man, we're talking about a bottle that didn't speak. Right. So as soon as you took the bottle out, she started bleeding. Yeah, I think so. Okay. It, that was blood. I you know it was blood. And where was this at when this was happening? That was, that was in the closet. Try, trying, trying to move to the to the bathroom, I really, you know, it was crazy, man. Everything was crazy. Everything was stuck just together. The the the, break, the door, everything. Was she was, was she standing was up? One woman, man. Right. right. I was, she, was, to was she standing up? Was she up and like walking? No, she was like a uh, four four point position. She, like on her hands and knees? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like if you were gonna have sex with her doggy style from behind.
4: Exactly, exactly. I don't know if we did it from behind. I really don't remember, I think so too. So okay. how did she get from the closet to the bathroom? Walking. Oh, so she did walk. Yeah, she did walk. And she, was, she was wrong, but she was okay. But she was bleeding from the closet. She started bleeding in the closet. I don't know if she started bleeding in the closet I know I see blood. I see blood. I didn't realize, but when I see my hand, it was blood.
5: So we seem to be getting closer. The story just isn't fitting the scene, is it?
0: No, it's not, but he's trying to because now he knows they're going to ask about the blood. So what he does is he says, oh, maybe, um, you know, she got cut from the from the glass bottle. And so then they say, you know, was it broken? It's like, well, no. Well, then how did that happen sort of thing? You know, and then he's like, vague. oh, no, I just remember seeing blood. I don't remember how much it was or where it was or, mm. you know, and then it's on, on his hand and he doesn't know what sort of beer bottle it was and he sort of going through a couple of different brands and things like that, just trying to sort of make it kind of fit but not sure because now he knows that there's blood, so he so has mm. to account for it. So, And he's saying that he put his hand in her and then he put the beer bottle into her. and But it's it's so conveniently vague of, of the important parts of this. Um, the closet is going to come up a lot with this. So I'm not oh, quite okay. sure. I'm assuming it's like a walk-in robe, but the closet is very important because that's where most of the blood was. So that is why the police are going to focus on that location and why they were having sex in the closet.
5: Right. Okay. Piper then discusses the scene, and let's see how Lopez reacts.
4: Now, the, there's blood. There's a lot of damage that's in the house. There's a lot of things. Is there anything else besides the beer bottle in the closet that you put inside? Of there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of items on the floor. A lot of items, like what you tell me, and i tell you if I did it or not. Um, because man, I, I really don't remember, man. I remember the beer bottle. By, there's like a, a flashlight. flashlight. There's some kind of like a flashlight. There's a, There's a, a, a flat iron,
2: a, curl a, a long, thin flat iron. The girl that you, women use for their hair.
4: Oh, yeah, flat, yeah, the, the, like the a thing. curler. Maybe, maybe. Did you ask me for a big bottle, everything similar to that thing? Maybe. Um, you know, no, that I remember for sure my arm and the beer bottle. Okay. Besides that, if fine, you just find anything, maybe. A, what about a coat hanger? A what? Like a coat hanger, or a, you know, yeah. that you hang clothes with? Uh, I don't think so. Huh? anything that would have like a hook or a sharp that something caused her to bleed something cut her something cut her i mean that she was bleeding i have to be some of those stuff maybe my arm too maybe she has blood before i use my arm.
5: wow a hair straightener coat hanger i'm guessing these items were also covered in blood
0: yeah, they were. A lot of these things were covered in blood and there was many items that had been uh, shoved inside of her. So the fact that he keeps saying she was asking for it, it just yeah. makes me see like violent red. I am just so frustrated that he just thinks that this is just a normal sex act and he doesn't know, but he's knowing that she was bleeding before he put his hand in her. And, you know, it's amazing that he knows that, but he's he's not reacting to these other things and then goes, yeah, maybe I'll put a hair straightener inside of her. It's just so appallingly Hot, horrific to know that this was a prolonged attack because now this is part of the storyline. So it's getting longer and longer and longer, mm. and this is why they're just letting him him go through parts, and then they uh, go into specific parts. Like when did she start bleeding? This is what they want to know. So they're saying. What, was it a coat hanger you know so th- that isn't a normal sex kink you know i don't know if you even have a normal kink but you know what i mean <laughs> this this is something different so this is It's mutilation is a violent... all of this it it's is, it gone torture. beyond yeah. you know
5: you know it's gone beyond using a beer bottle for a bit of pleasure i mean she's bleeding and it just sounds like he is um, getting anything he can find and I don't know how to put it, but, you know, um, inserting them violating. into her yeah. and causing pain and mutilation. That's what this sounds like.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just as uh, basically a violation. So uh, yeah. he is violating her with anything that he can get that, that will fit into um, her vaginal canal. Yeah. Okay.
5: We've heard Lopez's version of events, but now we get to the point where Detective Piper is calling bullshit we love this part when the detectives start to turn the tables and you're going to hear that and see that next week on monsters who murder serial killer confessions amanda don't hate me that i'm calling a halftime mark here i know this is the part everyone wants to see but we need to take a break and come back to this and it's going to be worth coming back for isn't it
0: Oh, there is so much more to unpack. It's going to be incredible. And yes, I was happy to keep going for another three hours, but you know I always am. So I've got to go with you on the cut.
5: You know my rules. All right. If you want to hear, if you're listening to the free feed and you want to get a week's head start on everyone else, it's easy. Subscribe to Patreon. Episodes are released in a week ahead of everyone else. So just go to patreon.com slash MWM confessions, or you can watch it at MWM. I'm Rob McKnight and as usual I've been joined by the serial killer whisperer and criminologist Amanda Howard. Thanks Amanda.
0: Thanks Robert.
5: We'll see you next week.
0: You always have to have that
2: final word on. Oh that's not true.